With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Obama's infamous 
50th birthday party. Beyonce headlined the party, but it included musicians like Johnny Legend, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Jennifer Hudson, James Taylor, Gladys Knight, and Mary J. Blige. Celebrities lined up to attend, including Magic Johnson, Samuel L. Jackson, Rachel Ray, Billie Jean King, and Al Roker. I hope they didn't have to pay for all these people to attend. Meanwhile, a defense budget and foreign policy are in shambles. Our economy has sputtered and sank while Obama has been in the office. Deficits are out of sight. Obamacare is on the ropes. Yet our first family parties and lives large, passing the cost off to the hardworking Americans. It's no wonder that Obama's popularity is in the toilet. I agree with God. I thought that was amazing, though. All this damn money and this recent flight that nobody knows what the hell she's even doing over there. You know? Yeah. It's like it's none of your business. Yeah. And we're paying for it. Yeah. There are only nine countries left in the world without Rothschild Central Banks. Russia, China, Iceland, Cuba, Syria, Iran, Venezuela, North Korea, and Hungary. Isn't it funny that we are always at war with these countries? Yeah. Okay. Our first lady is grinding in front of high school boys. This was so freaking amazing. There's a picture here of this of of this Obama standing like a like a hooker on a, a stage show, uh, you know, spread leg over the head of some poor little guy, some poor little guy dancing. This is really sick. Really sick man. And uh, it turns out, you know, this is an interesting story because it turns out the Rothschild inherited. I read that. Yep, that's from. Can um, I read this? Yes, that, yeah, that was on David Icke. I know, but it's still an amazing mm-hmm. story. All right. Turns out the Rothschilds, okay, uh, inherit a semiconductor patent for freescale semiconductors because of the people that died on this seven, uh, 370 uh, plane that went down in the Indian Ocean there. The disappearance of four members of a patent semiconductor traveling on Malaysia Airlines, MH370, makes the famous billionaire, Jacob Rothschild, the sole owner of the important patent. The mystery surrounding the Malaysian Airlines, MH370, is growing as each day passes with more mysterious silence shadowing the disappearance of the airline. More and more conspiracy theories Uh are beginning to boom on the internet. One of the conspiracies... uh, one is the Freescale Semiconductor ARM uh, microcontroller KL03, uh, which is a new pro- improvised version of an older microcontrol KL02. Okay. Well, it's a and this, yeah, well, this crazy story about how Illuminati Rothschild exploited the airlines to gain full patent rights of an incredible KL-03 microchip is going haywire across the internet, especially when it involved Jacob Rothschild as the evil master plot. Um, a U.S. technology company, which has 20 senior staff on board, Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, just launched a new electric warfare gadget for military radar systems in the days before the Boeing 777 went missing. Freescale Semiconductor has been developing microprocessors, sensors, and other technology for the last 50 years. The technology is created, it creates is commonly referred to as embedded processors, which according to the firm are standalone semiconductors that perform dedicated computer functions in electric systems. Why are so many Freescale employees traveling together? What were their jobs? Where uh, were, uh, rather, were they on a mission? And if so, what was the mission? Can these employees be the cause of the disappearance of the plane? Could the plane have been then hijacked and these people kidnapped? Do they, these employees hold valuable information? Do they have any valuable cargo with them? Do they know the company and technology, technological secrets? Which, with all the might of technology, why can't this plane be located? Where is this plane and where are these people? The 20 Freescale employees, okay, among 239 people on flight, uh, of the three of MH370 were mostly engineers and, and 
other experts working to make the company chip facilities in uh, Tianjin, China, and Kuala Lumpur more efficient, uh, said Mitch Haas, Vice President of Global Communication Investments Relations. These people with a lot of experience and technical background, and they were very important people, Haas said, is definitely a loss for the company. In Malaysia, Freescale Modern Operation Facility that manufactures and tests integrated circuits is based in uh, Pedaling ya, uh, Yaya, uh, Jaya, rather, Pedaling Jaya. Okay, but <clears throat> important thing is based in information obtained from Freescale website, the facility began operations in 1972 covering an 8 hectare site and is specifically designed for the manufacturing and testing of microprocessors digital signal processors, and interrelated integrated radio frequency service. It also owns Freescale RF, which is involved in creating solutions for aerospace defense listed below. Well, Battlefield Communications, Avionics, uh, HF Radar, Missile Guidance, Electronic Warfare, and Identification Friend of Foe. Yes, this, this sucker goes on always, but the problem is, is that the thing is that all of this stuff, Freescale's shareholders include the Carlyle Group, or of private equity investors without past advisors, have included U.S. Uh, uh, President George Bush Sr. and former Prime Minister John Major. Um, the fact that Freescale has so many highly qualified staff on board the 777 it already prompted wild conspiracy theories about what might have happened. Somebody says they were flying to China to improve the consumer of operations, product operations. But Freescale's fresh links to electrical warfare technology is likely to trigger more speculation. This, this article goes on. I'm going to advise you to go to it. And it's called the um, Patriot Net Daily. Rothschild inherits a semiconductor patent for Freescale semiconductor. Well, here's something interesting from Red Flag. Something is about to happen. For the first time in history, Israel suspiciously, suspiciously closes all embassies and consulates worldwide. Okay. Israel? Mm-hmm. We'll put on this video below and see what... Listen to the audio part. They're giving the excuse that the foreign ministry members Nobody are complaining that they have not been getting paid enough, and I can tell you right now that's garbage, and that uh, they're going on strike. So they're blaming this whole thing beginning today, March 23rd, on a big strike. I'm not buying it. At the same time, Israel vows to further destroy those who plan to carry out attacks against the Jewish state. This is the first and only country that I've seen or heard of thus far that has took any preparations against this missing Flight 370. Some say paranoid. Some say connected. Well, I can tell you this much. If every single Israeli leaves their post worldwide. That isn't good. It's a sign. I don't know what they have up their sleeve, if they have an attack coming on another country, if they see something's about to break loose, but this is the perfect guise and the perfect excuse and reason to bring everybody home and get everybody out of every other country. 
to doing it right now. So that's something that's happening, and they're saying it's because of, the a, of a strike. I'll you guys updated, but I just wanted to put it out there. I feel something brewing. And, and this particular person thinks there's a reason behind all of it and not, the and not the reason that's been posted. And the reason that's been posted is there's a strike because they're not paying their people enough. So he suspects there's something else going on. Because he feels there's always a hidden reason behind it.
2003-2004, it found that the insidious practice of continuing the life insurance even after the employee had left the company, nullifying any ability to consider him or her key to the business. The GAO wrote, unless prohibit, prohibited by state law, businesses can retain ownership of these policies, regardless of whether the employment relationship has ended. And the GAO found that the multiple companies held life insurance policies on the same individual. Holy cow! In 2006, Congress passed the Pension Protection Act, which included a section on these policies. Instead of outlawing Bowie and his corporate sibling, corporate-owned life insurance, or COLE, Congress grandfathered all of the millions of previously issued policies while tweaking a few tax and reporting rules. One bedrock of insurance law dating back to the 19th century is that a party must have an insurable interest in the life of another person in order to take out an insurance policy. The U.S. Supreme Court held in Warnock v. Davis in 1881 that in all cases there must be a reasonable ground founded upon the relation of the parties to each other, either pecuniary or of blood or affinity, to expect some benefit or advantage to the continuance of the life of the insured. Otherwise, the contract uh, is mere wager, by which the party taking the policy is directly interested in early death of the insured. Such policies have a tendency to create a desire for the event. They are, therefore, independent of any statute on the subject, condemned and being against public policy. There's no meaning to it. You have to take a physical, doesn't it? Yeah. Before you get this job, you have to take a physical. It makes you wonder if they only hire people they know aren't going to have a yeah, long I'm life. Yeah, live, yeah, you know. Hmm, so get, while, yeah, get a disease. Oh, we'll hire this Oh, one. yeah, put them on a high-pressure job, you know. Well, it's highly questionable that rank-and-file employees are key to the successful business. There is questionably no doubt, no question, that their contribution to business ends when their termination, their terminate when they terminate their employment. And yet somehow banks are allowed to collect death benefits on terminated employees right under the nose of state insurer regulators. And the explanation is likely the secrecy which surrounds these policies, limiting knowledge of death benefits to just the bank and the insurance company. So they can they insure you while you're employed, and then when you leave, they stay, they keep you insured, and then when you die, they collect on you. One reason banks are enamored with taking out policies on other people's lives and keeping the practice as hush-hush as possible with the willing consent of regulators is that the gullible U.S. taxpayer who bailed out the banks to the tune of trillions of dollars in 2008 to 2010 and is now subsidizing too big to fail through an implied permanent federal backstop is also subsidizing these death wagers. Both the buildup in the cash value of policies over time and the abandonment of the death benefits are tax-free income to the bank. And the more workers they insure, the more tax-free income they receive to help their bottom line. And thus corporations pay in their share of federal income taxes, shifting more and more of the burden to the struggling middle class. Thanks have also exploited other tricks with the billions invested in these policies. J.P. Morgan is the assignee for patent number 55,806,42 as the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office title system for designing and implementing bank-owned life insurance with a reinsurance option. Noteworthy features of this scheme include the following. Purposes of the consent Requirement and statutory requirements for uninsure, or rather insurable interest are to ensure that a bank does not take out a death benefit policy on the life of an employee which exceeds the bank's loss. In general, a bank may take out a death benefit policy in the amount which is multiple of eight to ten times the annual compensation of that employee. And it goes on. It's just amazing, folks. Yeah, it's amazing the fraud that we've been we've been allowing here. Go to Wall Street on Parade, and Wall Street on Parade, and check that out. And I know, it's really sick. It is really absolutely sick. And here's one from Alternet: Overwhelming evidence that half of America is in or near poverty. 
the Charles Koch Foundation recently released a commercial that ranked a near-poverty level $34,000 income family among the top 1% of poor people in the world. Bud Conheim, CEO and co-founder of fashion company Nicole Miller, concurred. The guy that's making, oh my God, he's making 35000 a year. Why don't we try that out in India or some countries we can't even name, China, any place. The guy is wealthy. Comments like these are condescending and self-righteous. They display an ignorance of the needs of lower-income and middle-income families in America. The cost of food, housing, and education, health care, and transportation, child care, and taxes have been well-defined by organizations such as the Economic Policy Institute, which calculated that the U.S. family of three would require an average of about 48000 a year to meet basic needs, and by the Working Poor Families Project, which estimates the income required for basic needs for a family of four is about 45000 The median household income is 51000 The following discussion pertains to half of, the, of America that is, that is in or near poverty, the people really seen by Congress. Number one, the official poverty threshold should be much higher. According to the Congressional Research Service, the poverty line reflects the measure of economic need based on living standards that prevailed in the 1950s. It's not, it is not adjusted to reflect changes in needs associated with improved standard of living that we have occurred over the past decade. The original poverty measures were and still are based largely on the food costs of the 1950s. But while the food costs have doubled since 1978, Housing has more than tripled. Medical expenses are six times higher, and college tuition is 11 times higher. The Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Census Bureau have calculated that food, housing, health care, child care, transportation, taxes, and other household expenses consume nearly the entire median household income. CRS provides some balance, noting that the threshold should also be impacted by, sa by a safety net, by safety net programs. For the purposes of officially counting the poor, non-cash benefits such as the value of Medicare, Medicaid, public housing, and near-cash benefits are not counted as income, like food stamps. But many American families near, near the median are not able to take advantage of those safety net programs. Almost all, on the other hand, face the, the housing, health care, child care, and transportation expenses that point toward a higher threshold for poverty. Almost half of Americans own, on an average, nothing. The bottom half of America owns just 1.1% of the country's wealth, or about $793 billion, which is the same amount owned by the 30 richest Americans. Zero wealth is owned by approximately the bottom 47%. The non-existent net worth is due in a great part to the overwhelming burden of debt for Americans, which now includes college graduates entering the workforce. Number three, half of Americans are poor or low income. This is based on the Census Department's relative poverty measure, which is most commonly used in developed countries to to measure poverty. The Economic Policy Institute uses the term economically vulnerable. With this standard, 18% of Americans are below the poverty threshold, 32% are below twice the threshold, putting them in the low income category. The official poverty rate increased by 25% between 2000 and 2011. Seniors and children feel the greatest impact with 55% of the elderly and almost 60% of children classified as poor or low income. Wider opportunities for, uh, for women report that 60% of women aged 65 or older who live alone or live with a spouse have incomes insufficient to cover basic daily needs. It's much worse for black families. What? Nearly half of American, um, incredibly, white families' total wealth has risen from $12 trillion 
to 77 trillion in 25 years. Excuse me, I just had to take a drink of water. The median net worth for black households has gone down over approximately the same time, from $7,150 to $6,446. The State of Working America reports that almost half of black children under the age of six are living in poverty. Number five, nearly half of American households don't have enough to hold them for three months. That's according to the Corporation for Enterprise Development. Even more striking, a survey by Bankrate.com concluded that only one in four Americans has six months' worth of expenses for use in an emergency. It would be much worse without the safety net. The Center on Budget and Policy Priority estimates that without food stamps and other safety initiatives, the poverty rate would double. The economist Jared Bernstein qualifies the importance of Social Security, arguing that without retirement benefits, the elderly poverty rate would be five times the current state. The Koch Foundation and Mr. Kohnheim need to look beyond their own circles of privilege before making insulting comments about the lower income half of America which they do. Oh, boy. That's pretty devastating news, isn't it? I think so. But you know what? Here's something else. You know, Mr. Obama, as much as I really, 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 really dislike this man, this this Obamacare obstacle, cancer clinics are becoming inaccessible. Oh, my God. Yeah, and here it is. I'll play this. The President has long promised that Obamacare will benefit the sickest Americans who need it most. If you get cancer, you are 70% more likely to live another five years if you have insurance than if you don't. Think about that. That, that is what it means to have health insurance. It's very clear there. Obamacare is supposed to be helping cancer patients. But a new survey shows that only four of 19 nationally recognized comprehensive cancer centers said patients have access through insurance companies in their state exchanges. In other words, some hospitals are off limits. How is that possible? Dr. Mark Siegel is a member of the medical aid team and joins us with this this news. This is very troubling. Some of the best places in America for cancer treatment simply are unavailable to people on those policies. And that's no surprise at all. That came from a survey from AP that you just showed. You know why? because they have state-of-the-art top-flight treatments. Mm-hmm. They're the most expensive. They target certain, tre- certain cancers. They work for some people, not for others. Avastin is a drug that costs over $90,000 a year. If an right. insurance company has to cover birth control or has to cover mammograms, they're not going to be able to stretch to cover the treatments at MD Anderson. MD Anderson, less than half of the plans in the state of Texas cover it. In, in New York, MD Anderson is one of the best. It, it is, I think, the top-rated cancer hospital in the country. I agree with that. Uh, here are a couple others. Here in New York, Sloan Kettering, Kettering Memorial, two out of nine of the major plans in New York State cover cancer treatments at Sloan Kettering. Seattle, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance, same problem. Less than half of the plans cover it. Now, if you have cancer, you want to go to one of those three places, but they're off-limits if you have certain Obamacare policies. Absolutely. And so what are you going to do? You're going to, and and then, by the way, Steve, that's the first thing my patients will say if I give them a cancer diagnosis. Where do I go for the best treatment sure. in the country? And where's the best doctor? And oftentimes the secret is it's at one of these centers. Now, here's another secret. We actually got an email over the weekend from someone that didn't even know we were doing this segment today. So to Harry Reid out there, I say, this is totally real. We're not just saying this. Here on the news, I got an email from someone in the state of Delaware okay. who said the Coventry plans in Delaware, which are eight out of the 19 plans, don't cover chemotherapy, radiation therapy, or infusion. So even if you go to the, one of the major cancer centers, the treatment you meet, need may not be covered. So you know what happens, Steve? You pay out of pocket for it. It doesn't count towards your huge deductible that you have. 
So you might have a $6,000 deductible. You end up paying for your own chemotherapy. It doesn't count towards the deductible in the state of Delaware with these Coventry plans. And that was an email from a woman by the name of Heidi, who Harry Reid, as you pointed out, would call a liar. But nonetheless, it's very troubling because if she's faced with this cancer diagnosis and her, her plan doesn't cover it, what are you supposed to do? You're out of luck. And if you go to a pharmacy, if you go to a pharmacy and you go to pay for one of these things, by the way, there's something called specialty drugs. You go to a pharmacy, you go to pay for your own chemotherapy. There's a 50% co-insurance, meaning that 50% of the time you're going to be 50% of the amount is coming out of your pocket. So what are we looking at here? In summary, you may not be able to go to the top cancer centers in the country. If you go there, your plan may not cover the treatment you need. And if you go to the pharmacy, you're going to end up paying for half of it out of pocket. You're going to, the bank is going to be broken as you try to treat your cancer with our top treatments. These days, Steve, we have targeted therapies that are revolutionary, that are curing cancer like never before. People are not going to be able to get it under Obamacare. But you know what? They'll get their birth control pill paid for. Yeah, no kidding. So if you like your cancer doctor, you might not be able to keep your cancer doctor. Or your plan or your center. All right. Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you very much. Good to see you. All right. Anyway, you know, this is so typical. I'm so sick. Why don't we play that music break? Yeah. We'll have a little fun. You know, if you want total security, go to prison. There you're fed, clothed, given medical care, and so on. The only thing lacking is freedom. And that was from Dwight Eisenhower. Okay, let's, uh, a friend of ours, Warren Bolton, sings the Freedom Song. Let's see what he, how he, I'll get this one. We'll take a little break with it. Yeah, he sent this to us. He's, uh, one of the major guys on, uh, for, uh, normal and, uh, the legalization of marijuana in the United States.
Don't forget to vote, folks. When decriminalization and reform comes to Connecticut. That's the freedom song. Yeah. Much. Yeah. You got a lot of YouTube videos up there. Oh, good for him. Is that the song that he wrote? Did he write that? Yeah, he wrote that. Yeah. Mm. You know, he sent that one over, it's kind of like that. Can I play one more of it? Yeah, I'll play one more. Remember what was the hunter? That was, that was a good song that he wrote. Hmm. And uh, it was like a man. I hope that was. Let's play that one. Really? I mean, you know, Baby, what 
And whether we stop him now or forcefully counteract what he's done is going gonna, is gonna to have an effect going forward, not for years, but for decades. You know, Matt, there's an argument out there. You hear it from Russia, but you also hear from some Americans that the cause of this is actually Russian insecurity, that we've caused this because we've expanded NATO not from the, from the border of Germany to Poland, to the Baltic states, and therefore we gave Russia this sense that it's surrounded. Is that, is that at all uh, uh, true? I think blaming ourselves is only sort of say something about us, that we want to excuse Vladimir Putin's mis misbehavior as we have over the years. I mean, the bottom line is that Vladimir Putin is doing what he's doing for all those reasons, but also because of his own insecurity. He's terrified about what happened in Ukraine, the fact that a country very similar to his might become a, a democracy. His economy is slowing down dramatically. He needs a distraction from inevitable sort of trouble in Russia itself. And I think that's also why he's moving against Ukraine and trying to sort of gin up this sort of nationalism. But more broadly, NATO did not expand to Ukraine. Remember that five years ago, we denied Georgia and Ukraine, and Ukraine. a very simple first step into NATO. Since then, Vladimir Putin's invaded Georgia and invaded Ukraine. Our weakness has been an invitation to his aggression. On that point, Dan, you were, you've been very tough on the president and yeah. his, uh, his leadership, failed leadership, and, and yet some of the liberals would come back at you and say, hey, look, uh, uh, this isn't nothing about Obama. This is Putin. Why blame anything having to do with Barack Obama for Putin's aggression? What's your point about Obama and American leadership may perhaps having invited this? Well, I think that uh, Putin has been sitting there watching America's uh, president behave in areas like Syria when he declined to bomb uh, Assad's airfield and decided if we were going to pull back, and it's part of Obama's ideology for the United States to kind of go alongside international institutions, he would test it. He would move forward. And he's done that now. And I think he's not only done this, He's thrown down the gauntlet to the leadership in the West. It's not only the Western Europeans, but it's the United States. And the Western Europeans have made it, I think, have been making it pretty clear that although they would do some economic damage to themselves if they proceed with sanctions against the Russians, some of their leaders, Angela Merkel especially, have made it clear they would be willing to do it if there would be, so to, so to speak, burden sharing on taking a hit. This is not going to happen, though, Paul, unless the President of the United States gets out front of the Europeans and leads them in that direction. And so far, Obama has not done that. You know, uh, Paul, people ask, what does Syria have to do with, right, with Ukraine? And, you know, is there, there's no causal relationship. I would disagree. I think the relationship is environmental. Remember the broken windows theory of policing? When, you, when, one, when people see disorder at the kind right. of surface level, it creates deeper disorders. And that's precisely what's happening now. China's aggression, aggression in the South right. China Sea, the, uh, the, the, the collapse of the Syrian state right. and, the, and the civil war taking place there, the capitulation with the negotiations with Iran, all of this is creating an environment of global disorder that is an invitation to revanchist states that want to revise the global order to take uh, advantage of what is clearly Western indecision, weakness, and a desire to retreat. Have three, three, yes, almost three years well, left in this president's term. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think he's absolutely right. I think the uh, I think Obama's a weak man. I think uh, I think Putin has taken advantage of that, and uh, you know there's nothing damn thing you can do about it. And just kind of you know buck it up. But when they talk about global order, I mean, what global order? The order that we created? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, who cares? I mean, the whole thing's going to wind up, you know, in the show anyway. And we may wind up in, in, in bigger problems than we ever had. You know what I mean? Okay. But anyway. We want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We've only got about a minute or so left. And, um, There's certainly a lot going on in the world. Oh, God, yeah. There's tons of things going on. And uh, it's just, it, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it. And, uh, you know, we try and we bring this stuff up. And, you know, we get censored, we get banged, we get, you know, minimalized. And that's, that's the way it is. But, you know, we brought stuff up. And that's how it is, you know. So, anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. And we hope you join us tomorrow night when we have uh, 
our good friend, um, hopefully we have a good friend, uh, Larry Dorman, joining us. Oh, I hope so. And, um, you know, he'll be talking about, we'll be talking about your issues. And, uh, and remember, folks, Larry is the public affairs coordinator for AFSCME yeah. Council 4 out of New Britain, Connecticut. Yeah. So we hope you have a good time. Hope you had a good night. And wish you well. Yes, good night, and, folks. Uh, and thank you for listening in. We hope you join us tomorrow. Have a good evening, folks. Yeah. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.